coming up, Subversity with Dan Zhang. Today we're going to be covering the uh, law school saga. Uh, this has been a really um, hot week here at UC Irvine, uh, getting national attention uh, in the New York Times. Uh, even this Monday morning, uh, there is an article by its legal correspondent uh, talking about this is not the way to start a new law school. This is Dan Zhang with Subversity here. Today we're going to be talking t- with two key individuals um, involved in this whole controversy uh, or the reaction to this controversy. Uh, and um, we will go now to our interview with our first uh, guest. This is Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Zhang, the host. Yeah, I'm talking with um, Elizabeth Loftus, who's a founding member also uh, of the faculty of the new law school and also on the search committee for the new dean of the law school. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Daniel. what what do you feel that um, is the behind this whole controversy um, of uh, the candidate not being uh, being offered the job and then being denied the job? Uh, was it really outside pressure, or was it uh, just a management uh, decision that the chancellor says uh, it was uh, that um, he was incompatible with? Uh, as chancellor in his work style or whatever? Well, of course, it's it's hard to know what the reasons for somebody's decision uh, might be, especially in this case because uh, Chancellor Drake uh, did tell the faculty uh, that he had managerial differences. Uh, he also said that he had been learning things, um, but he was protecting the confidentiality of the sources of his information, and so he didn't feel comfortable revealing uh, any kind of details about what he had learned or who he had learned it from. You can't blame him for that, but on the other hand, uh, as as faculty, it, w- it wasn't very satisfying because we, we wanted to know a little bit more about the basis for his concerns. Uh, you, you're on the search committee, so you met with him the day before um, and found out other things. Well, Chancellor Drake did meet with members of the search committee on Wednesday, the day before the the large faculty gathering, Uh, and it was at that meeting that he told us that there were voices of opposition that he had been hearing. I personally was very curious about the voices and did ask a question about was it one or two loud voices or was it an avalanche? And... He actually said it was it was more like an avalanche, um, and now he 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 definitely did not, as was mistakenly reported, say that he was forced by these voices to to do anything. Um, but I do believe that these voices of opposition did create discomfort in him, and that very likely that discomfort was a contributor to his ultimate decision about rescinding the offer. Uh, he's reported, Drake was reported to be concerned about um, 
Cheriminsky uh, becoming uh, a lightning rod, and um, you're familiar with being a lightning rod. <laughs> and uh, what, what what's different in this case? Why? I mean, there are other people who are lightning rods on the campus, on the faculty. Why? Why? It, that seems to be the norm. That a lot of people speak out, and there are people pro and con in the community out there. What's different here? You think? Well, I, I guess the one, the one difference, and I think this is a legitimate point of discussion, is uh, whether or not um, being an activist for causes that you think are important and, and socially uh, significant to our society, uh, and that faculty, you know, across the country freely engage in, and we are proud to do so. Um, do you need to, to change your behavior if you become an administrator uh, in any way? Uh, now, personally, I, I, you know, you can go either way on that, and you, you see from a, a recent interview of many of the law school deans that there is a lot of difference of opinion about that. Some people think you really do need to rein it in. Other people uh, don't think anything changed in their lives or very little changed. Uh, and, and, and this is coming from a collection of successful uh, deans, as far as I can tell. Um, at, but I think Erwin uh, Chemerinsky would have been more than willing to uh, create an atmosphere uh, around him of uh, diversity, uh, diversity of opinion, and that he would recognize that he has many constituents to serve as dean. Like uh, and start dialogue with people that don't agree with him. Oh well, he he definitely uh, is capable of having a dialogue, a, a very civil dialogue with people who who don't agree with him, uh, and uh, I think he he proves that in part by his you know healthy debating that he does with the dean of the Chapman Law School. Um, so and you know just the. It's been enormous, the extent of uh, concern about this rescinding of the offer that's come not only from people, you know, with left leanings, but also people with right leanings. In fact, Irwin may have accomplished something that not too many people can, can accomplish, which is uniting the left and the right. That's true. Um, you're a psychologist. Uh, do you see any way this... Uh this, I mean, you you kind of hinted at that at the faculty senate meeting that you um, wanted some kind of therapeutic outcome that leads to the uh, rescission of this uh, rescinding of the offer. But uh, from Drake, um, do you see him as in denial or like having selective memory or something like that? I mean, why why doesn't he remember or or he, did he just choose not to tell? Uh, he used the excuse that the press was there, so he couldn't be forthcoming. Um, no, I, 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 well, the press definitely was at the meeting, as as you know, um, and but I, I thought that uh, Chancellor Drake was protecting some confidences that he 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 didn't want to reveal because he had either explicitly or implicitly had promised people uh, that he would not reveal those confidences. But what I hope to see happen, I, you know, I, I, I've just finished reading this fabulous book called Mistakes Were Made But Not By Me by two psychologists named Tavris and Aronson. And one of the points that they make in this book is that 
we are psychologically unsuited to admit that we've made a mistake. And the really strong and courageous and heroic behavior comes from people who are able and willing to admit they made a mistake. And so I think, and maybe it's the optimist in me, that Chancellor Drake uh, could be that courageous and heroic person who admits this mistake and tries to uh, then woo uh, Professor Chemerinsky back to be our founding dean. Um, we're going to have to do some work on that end, too, because uh, he might not want to come back amidst all this controversy. But given the groundswell of, of faculty support and, and some student support and community uh, support, maybe we would be able to convince him to do that. And I, I think that would be the best outcome for for UCI. Because I was worried that in, uh, that even if he offered the job back, that uh, Drake would have to resign because he couldn't. He already said he couldn't work with Cheraminsky. Uh, well, I don't, I mean, I don't think, it, to, to talk about the resignation of Drake is a little bit too drastic right now. And uh, I just don't think we need to go there when we have other solutions that I think would be better for the chancellor, uh, for the candidate, and for our campus. For sure, yeah, definitely. Um, do you feel that, um, given the uh, whole controversy then, would... Um, with, do you uh, was there anything you 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 from your knowledge of um, the candidate or the prospective dean? Do you feel that he should, he will want to come still? Well, again, uh, maybe it's the optimist in me, but uh, I have personally heard from Professor Chemerinsky that he likes and admires Michael Drake. We were told by Drake that he likes and, and admires. Uh, Erwin Chemerinsky, and so I think right there is the basis for uh, a reconciliation that um, and that can help uh, these two get back together and, and work on building a you know a top-ranked law school that everyone wants. Yeah, I agree. That's the best uh, outcome uh, because then that would basically solve uh, all the you know rebut all the dis all the attacks on UCI's for for being, you know, kind of back in the old days of Orange County being this uh, kind of bastion of uh, uh, the John Birch Society or something like that. Um, do, do you, um, when he, did he mention, uh, did Drake mention in your meetings with him um, that it was specific uh, donors or was it Republican uh, party protesters that uh, influenced him? Uh, not no. In the meetings that uh, I attended, uh, the chancellor did not mention any particular um, people or any particular types of people. Um, so I, I've been asked the question: Do you think that he was afraid that he would lose promised donor money? And I, I don't think that's an issue. But I I, I can't know for sure because uh, he didn't want to tell us those things. And it's only later that the media has produced examples of, of people who were likely to have been the ones who were communicating with Drake. Uh, and we, we don't know all of them, and so we don't know what's left to find out. 
do you, um, what do you see the Senate being able to do next week uh, or this coming week? Um, because uh, at the meeting with the Academic Senate, Drake proposed a delegation of 10 people to meet privately with him or a, a, a number of people from the Senate to meet privately with him and then report back. Um, do you think that's a good solution? Well, I th uh, that's not a bad idea. I, I, th I think because then if, if you had a trusted group of 10 people who uh, maybe he if, would feel he could talk with a little bit more without either violating confidences or uh, offending uh, people that have talked to him, maybe we would learn a little bit more about the basis uh, for his decision, and that might make people feel a little better. Uh, the danger I see is if he gets people to swear themselves to secrecy. <laughs> then where are we? Is that the, you know, then where are we? Um, well, that, you know, that's a good question, but we, we... It's like the Intelligence Committee, you know, you say the rest of the Senate can't know about this, and we, we just have people on the Intelligence Committee um, find out things, and then, you know, you're the inside group, and so the rest of the Congress or Senate doesn't know what's going on. Well, I, I know, that, that could indeed make some people uncomfortable and make people feel that that's not, that can't be the whole solution. But um, um, on the other hand, if you had some people uh, listening and they happen to be people who ooze trust that maybe it would help to placate some of the, the uncertainty and the concerns that have been floating around all week. Uh, you were hired, or you were picked as one of the founding uh, faculty members of this new law school. Did uh, Was that... Um, at the time, you knew that Cheremisky was being offered the job already, or I mean, or what, what, did did they clear it with him? Uh, no, it happened before uh, then, and I, I, I even found it slightly curious myself, and uh, even said, "Are you sure this isn't something that we should wait until we have appointed a dean?" Uh, but uh, our administrators uh, didn't think so, and so I pr proudly accepted that position. Uh, are you going to um, end your affiliation with socio-ecology, or what's, what will happen? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I, well, I've had a number of choices to make, but I found it too painful. Uh, the thought of leaving uh, either of my departments, psychology and social behavior or criminology, law and society, and all the, you know, the colleagues and friends that I have made and built up over the last five years. So I decided I'm going to keep it all. I'll try to do what I can for the law school on top of it all. Uh, and so I actually have an appointment in the law school without salary from the law school. So just everything will stay the same from that point of view. So multitasking still. Yes, yes. You know, one more set of uh, faculty recruitments to worry about. More committee meetings. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully my, my various departments will recognize that they're not the only one and that I've got to divide my time a little bit. So is there a priority on one of them, or is it's up to you to choose what, where to put your energies uh, at? Or, 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 I mean, in terms of teaching, I suppose. Well, the, 
my, you know, basically my energy has been everywhere. So, and, and most of my teaching is um, cross-listed. So I get people interested in psychology and people interested in law taking my classes, and that, that should remain the same. It seems uh, it will be probably obvious that other people might follow suit too because the law and criminology program has a lot of law people in there. Uh, so they might be asked to teach a class or so. Right. Well, well, we're certainly hoping that many people already on our campus will have a big uh, role in the law school and interact with law school faculty and that law school, the newly hired law school faculty may end up having joint appointments uh, in uh, various departments around the campus. Do you think it's a problem with the fact that um, this is a privately funded uh, law school? Uh, would that make a problem with um, with uh, donors trying to dictate uh, policy in future, uh, if if they haven't done it already? Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, because we uh, we we don't know for sure what's going on. But uh, what I mean, uh, we'll, I guess we'll we'll would the school be beholden to private interests? I guess that's the question. You know, I, I guess I haven't had that much experience in, in, in fundraising, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because um, faculty don't like that when that happens. And if it's too egregious, people are going to step in and, and put a stop to it. So, uh, you know, I think they'll – I think that's not going to be a problem. It definitely has an impact already. I talked to one of the people that is trying to raise money for the university, and they're supposed to start a capital campaign, actually, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> about to start or maybe underway, and this certainly isn't helping right now. No, it's a, so far we, it's a big black eye for UCI, and uh, we've got to step in and do what we can to fix the situation, but I feel pretty confident we're going to be able to do it. So this whole week, I think this week is an important week coming up. It, it, it's a very important week. There are, lo there are going to be faculty meetings. We're, we're going to hopefully learn more information and maybe make a little progress with some of the strategies. And uh, I, I can tell you that it's been a week. My ear hurts from being on the phone so much with so many people. Have you seen any difference between junior faculty and senior faculty in their reaction? Uh, or, or administrators? I mean, the, I mean, everybody seemed to show up at the meeting. There were people standing in the hallway, you know, and there was really, it was it was uh, too many people for that room even, uh, the room that people moved to. Um, it seemed like, I've never seen such an outpouring of faculty at, a, at anything else in my 21 years here. No, it was quite amazing, wasn't it? I mean, just just amazing. And the, the email uh, announcing that uh, meeting went out of, something like 11 o'clock in the morning for a 4 o'clock meeting. And uh, there you saw those hundreds and hundreds of people streaming into a room that was too small to hold them. So uh, as for uh, whether there's a difference between the junior and senior faculty, everybody, everybody is buzzing about this and everybody is concerned. And um, people, you know, are different in, in terms of, you know, how angry they are or how angry they are in their expressions of anger. Yeah. Uh, and what solution they want to see. Uh, but I, I don't see a clean difference yet between the junior and facu uh, faculty and the more senior ones. Uh, in terms of, uh, because everybody, you know, I, I suppose a lot of, I mean, it's not really a personal thing, but in terms of faculty, but 
a lot of faculty are uh, accused of being liberals, and um, so if to argue that uh, you're too liberal for Orange County uh, actually puts a lot of people uh, uh, to start thinking about, you know, are their jobs at risk? Um, I don't think that the faculty should be worried about their jobs being at risk. They, they, they may take some comfort in even some of the discussion about whether or not um, being an administrator versus being a faculty non-administrator uh, goes with different responsibilities for how much and how you speak out. Um, but most of the faculty aren't doing aren't doing aren't administrators. Oh, right, right. So I think the effect may be on future recruitment. If if this doesn't get reversed, um, you know, people considering to come to Irvine might wonder what's going on. Oh, all right, well, we're gonna. If we don't do something about this problem, we're gonna have all kinds of trouble. Uh, there has been an instance of somebody refusing to attend a conference that's planned on this campus. Uh, that person even suggested that the organizers of the conference might want to move the conference to another campus. Uh, that could be just the tip of the iceberg uh, if, if we don't do something to fix this. Have you gotten... Uh, any criticism for your speaking out at the Senate meeting or, or in the press? Um, well, actually, I have to say no. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've gotten plenty of, 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 of praise for doing it um, and um, encouragement to, to, to keep doing it. Uh, the I did have I did have one concern and that was and I wasn't quite sure what what to do about it because uh, it had to do with uh, one paper reporting a quote from me from the Wednesday meeting with the Chancellor and the search committee uh, and that was that quote about was it one or two loud voices or was it an avalanche uh, that was that quoting was correct but the, the newspaper also said that I had claimed that Chancellor Drake said he was forced to the decision by external forces, and that, that's not what Chancellor Drake said. So I, you know, I, I actually felt compelled to write to the chancellor and, and tell him that, you know, although the quote was accurate, that bit about forced was not accurate. Uh, that I would be willing to write to the paper if I didn't know if you know we should write about that word and that word wasn't right, didn't feel right, uh, wasn't right, uh, and so that that's the only bit of discomfort I've had in this process of trying to to speak out uh, about this important matter. At first, I didn't answer the press phone calls because I wasn't quite sure what to say. I I wasn't quite sure what my position was. I didn't want to step in there and make things any worse than they already were. But I, but I finally decided that as a member of the law school faculty, I, I almost had a responsibility to uh, have an opinion about what we might do and get out there and speak about that opinion. And so that's when I started answering the phone. Uh, that was our uh, interview with... Um 
Professor Loftus, uh, Elizabeth Loftus, who is a founding, de- uh, founding uh, faculty member at the new law school and also serves on the search committee. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, now you're listening to Subversity here on KUCI. Um, our apologies to Professor Chemerinsky for mangling his name. I know that is a sensitive issue, and I, know, I hate it when people mangle my name, so I really apologize. Um, Professor Ch- Chemerinsky has uh, indicated that um, he cannot be on the show because he wrote us on Friday. Um, I think I'd prefer not to say anything else about it right now. So that implies something's going on, and there are reports that um, they are in negotiation for a rehire. And uh, we've also heard, and this is totally unconfirmed, that uh, Chancellor Drake has flown out there to meet with uh, Professor Chemerinsky. Uh, We'll be back with our next guest, which is um, Professor David Theo Goldberg, who is the author of a draft petition that is circulating that has over hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of names um, online petition that uh, calls for Drake to rescind his rescission and offer the job again to Professor Chemerinsky. Uh, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Um, I'm here with, talking with uh, David Theo Goldberg, who's the director of the UC-wide, system-wide um, Humanities Research Institute. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. Um, you attended the Senate meeting yes, uh, yesterday. Um, what did you think about what happened there? Uh, yes, I uh, indeed was present, and uh, along with a full hall of a couple of hundred-plus people, uh, the Chancellor spoke at considerable length uh, and then answered questions, I, I thought, uh, much to his credit. Uh, but uh, given all that he said, he effectively said, uh, if not nothing, very little. Uh, one, if one went in to the meeting as a faculty person uh, with concerns, one certainly didn't have those concerns alleviated. Uh, as a consequence of his, um, of his, of both his statement and his responses, uh, he uh, he ducked many questions, some of which I thought he could easily have answered with um, general and generic kinds of wording that wouldn't implicate anybody else, uh, which seemed to be his principal concern, uh, and yet he. He, he failed even to do that. So I've, uh, I think people came out of it uh, feeling uh, possibly even more frustrated because there were just no straightforward answers. And even some of the things he said in that meeting seemed to conflict, at least to some degree, with some of the other statements he's reported to have said uh, in other contexts uh, and to other constituencies. The, um, he mentioned that he um, he couldn't breach confidentiality, but he was asked whether he even talked to the people above him, and why can't he just say he did talk to them? He doesn't have to say what he talked about. Uh, yes, I mean, I you know th- th- there are ways of answering questions. I mean, you can you can uh, say I spoke to a range of people that included senior administrators, which ended up implying he did anyway. 
you know, without saying who those people are or what was said to them, uh, you can also say the kinds of discussion that you had without saying what the actual content uh, of it was. So I thought that he was, uh, in a way, far too defensive of the very grounds of confidentiality uh, than, than he needed to be. And that conveyed a, um, you know, an even larger sense that, that something is being hidden here, something is not forthcoming, uh, and, and made, made things even more difficult. Yeah, it reminded me of um, intelligence committees in the Senate and the House where they set up special you know, meetings for a privileged few that can get the inside information and you can't talk about it. But generally, it seems to me administrations and universities try to use confidentiality to their benefit uh, so that the, the, the masses or the peons that are under them uh, sometimes get punished for breach of confidentiality because they, they don't want the word out. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously confidentiality can be used strategically uh, in all sorts of ways by people, uh, and in a way it seemed to be invoked uh, in this instance as well uh, in order to uh, duck questions uh, which he didn't feel like answering, and, uh, and those were uh, pretty much all the, all the questions that any, any kind of bite to them. Um, in in his case, I mean, I you know I think he he could have retained uh, you know a justifiable commitment to confidentiality. I think that it's a worthwhile thing to 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 do, uh, and yet have conveyed something of the spirit of uh, of of what it was that uh, drove him uh, to this decision. I mean, in thinking about it, you know, he said that the people he consulted that he consulted twelve people. Uh, and that they all said that the decision was his to make. He's, he's of course, right, and, and they are right. The decision was his to make, uh, and, indeed, he made the decision uh, in, in, in their saying, in the 12 people saying to a person, uh, this is your decision to make. Uh, they were not saying that his decision, whatever it was going to be, was right. They were saying, you have to make this decision one way or the other in a way you feel comfortable with. Um, and of course, he has to live now with uh, with the burden of the consequences. Uh, the New York Times called for the reinstatement of uh, Chairman, Minsk, Chairman Minsky. Do you think that's likely to happen if uh, Chancellor Drake's is still the chancellor, since he says he can't work with this guy? Yeah, I, you know, I I think the the call for reinstatement of the offer, at the very least, I mean, it leaves open what uh, Chemerinsky would himself uh, do were were this to happen, um, uh, is being made from various quarters. I mean, obviously, the most public uh, of those calls is now from the uh, editorial in today's New York Times. Uh, others, um, uh, Elizabeth Loftus, who's on the search committee for the dean uh, here in psychology uh, and criminology, law and society, um, made made the request publicly in this meeting yesterday and repeated it on the radio this morning when she was interviewed. Uh, and uh, certainly in the letter uh, that has been circulating that, that I authored and now almost 400 people have signed uh, in the past 30 hours. 
um, we ended. I ended the letter by by requesting that the offer be uh, reinstated, and clearly there are a lot of people who agree with that. Uh, it would be, you know, it's very. D Chancellor Drake, I mean, uh, sadly, is in a very very tough position, having rescinded the offer. Um, he, in, in order to reinstate it, he would have to admit his wrongdoing, as the New York Times calls on him to do. Uh, and, you know, that's not an easy thing to do, although it would be the honorable thing to do here. Uh, he, of course, would have to be convinced uh, that he's made a mistake in order honestly to be able to say that, and that's up to him and, of course, his conscience in order to be able to do that. Uh, and then on the, uh, on the other hand, it, you know, it... Uh, Logically, almost sort of as institutional logic, uh, you you have to wonder whether uh, if the pressure grows for reinstatement, whether whether it's not an either or situation. That would be extremely unfortunate. That is, um, you know, um, Chemerinsky could not come. Uh, Chancellor Drake stays as chancellor, or um, Chemerinsky's office reinstated, but at the cost of chancellorship uh, and uh, that devil's bargain is, a, is an extremely unfortunate one as much for the institution as for the man and it would, it would be a good thing if it didn't have to come to that. You, you liked the man before, right? Are you, do you like the man? Uh, I, you know, I know him very little. Uh, I've obviously met him. I've uh, not had a great deal to do with him. Uh, I have no cause not to like him as a person. He clearly has, as others have said, uh, considerable integrity. Uh, and he's found himself through a misjudgment, I think, uh, a, a rather severe misjudgment, to be in a very awkward situation. And he clearly is trying to find his way through this. So, uh, yeah, I'd like not to reduce it to whether, you know, to my personal likes or dislikes. Uh, he he uh, strikes me as a, a, a reasonable person, and uh, the things he's come out uh, and said in moments of conflict over freedom of speech and so on, I think have been well reasoned and thoughtful, uh, and uh, and he's shown some leadership for an institution that has faced some difficulties in the past year or two. So um, you know, it would be a, s a sad moment for the institution, as I say. Uh, if if this were uh, the beginning of a demise uh, for him, but uh, ultimately he has to face up to whether, given this, he can continue to command the trust uh, and commitment of the many, many people who are working to make this a very good institution. I was also especially concerned that um, the press reports we, uh, say that that there was concern that um, that Drake seemed concerned that uh, Chairman Nisky was too, or the opposition seemed concerned that he was too liberal for Orange County. But Orange County actually has changed, and this kind of perpetuates this discarded notion, it seems, of uh, kind of white bastion, you know, the old kind of um, John Birch type society uh, type uh, era that was in Orange County before. Uh, yes, of course. I mean, uh, the the county and indeed the city of Irvine have have changed enormously. Uh, you know, the the demography shows that there's still a a largely majority white south of the county, and an increasingly diverse um, northern 
part of the county, and so uh, the county divides uh, along those kinds of demographic lines. Uh, but that too will change. I mean, obviously, is is changing before our very eyes. Uh, and uh, and the university, of course, is a public university uh, that serves the entire population, not just of the county, but of the state of California. Uh, and the student body is extremely diverse. I mean, you know, we're almost at 70% Asian Asian American um, in, in terms of the, the the undergraduate population, and uh, and we're growing very fa fast and so on. So. Uh, yeah, and, and the university and and Chancellor Drake, to his credit, has said that uh, that um, the the dean elect, if one can uh, call him that, the the dean that was to be elected, um, uh, you know, has has no more liberal progressive views than than the chancellor himself uh, on 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 most all matters, and one has to take him um, at, at his word for that. Uh, I'm I'm you know. Um, I mean, if if there is a political conflict at issue in this uh, in this uh, set of circumstances, um, it you know it it has to be tied to money, right? Uh, uh, what else could it be, uh, in point of fact? Or Republican kind of diehards in the county, because there's um, there was a uh, school board. Uh, um, was he president of a uh, candidate for the president of school board in uh, Westminster, and his uh, her he, she was more kind of progressive than the other candidates, and um, she was uh, similar kind of thing. She was offered the job, and then a few weeks later, the the board uh, uh, backed down because of Republican opposition from a kind of right wing Vietnamese also opposition. This was a Vietnamese candidate, and so uh, so the politician, but that's a more political job in a school board uh, head. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if I if I try to think through the logic of this, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I doubt that that the chancellor or somebody in, in a position like the chancellor of the University of California, Irvine, would bow to um, that kind of raw political pressure. I mean, I would like to think otherwise, and Chancellor Drake has certainly conveyed that uh, that it's not that I I have to think that it would be tied to a a deep concern on his part if and and this is a, a hypothetical I don't know that there uh, is this at work but it but but if there are political considerations it's it's tied to the uh, pressure he was receiving uh, not simply in relation to political views but how those um, the presence of that political view leading the law school. Would lead to the drying up of donations to the um, to, to the endowment of the university, and that's what I meant by connected to money. Um, and so, you know, you could see the way in which that might happen. That a certain lobby, whether it were Republican, whether it were a certain ethnic minority, uh, who who wields uh, uh, considerable fiscal power, uh, you know, by by donations or withholding donations. Who knows? But um, you know, it, it, it's conceivable that there were those concerns uh, at work in all of this. And the reference to management, uh, this is not the right person for the position at this point in time. Uh, that 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 shorthand is signalling something larger and deeper uh, that remains unstated. And we can only speculate. And the the, the, the trouble, of course 
with leaving it unstated is that it leaves it open to speculation, uh, and that's an unfortunate consideration as well. Do you do you agree that the academic senate should pick ten people or something and meet with him and um, Chancellor Drake in private? Yeah, I'm I'm concerned that it be reduced simply to a committee. Um, that uh, it it should probably run initially through the regular academic senate um, form and function, so that uh, representatives of the faculty have the um, have the uh, the capacity to make resolution, offer resolutions, uh, and have them voted up or down. Uh, of course, when you reduce it to a committee, uh, representation becomes uh, an awfully large issue, uh, and uh, you know, a committee of ten can't possibly represent the diverse uh, interests over here. I, I, sus I suppose that if the committee were carefully chosen, uh, in order to represent not simply the whatever it is, nine schools of the university now. I'm not sure that's the right number, but whatever the number is. Um, but also the diverse constituencies, uh, you know, which 10 people can do that, so to speak. Um, so I, you know, uh, I think the more transparent this is going forward, the, the more likely it is to reach a resolution that people can commit to down the road. Do you see there's a resolution in this? I mean, do you? How do you see the Senate acting next week if they're gonna? I suppose they're gonna have a closed meeting and the vote. Uh, how? Do you have any inkling how they would vote? Uh, well, it would depend, of course, what they're voting on, right? So uh, the the you know the suggestions, um, uh, the resolutions that came out of the Senate, I think, would be awfully important. I'd I'd be shocked if there weren't a resolution to reinstate the offer. Uh, I think that's the most likely of, of any resolution. Uh, you know, whether there are um, re resolutions beyond that in order to censure the, uh, the Chancellor uh, on this action, uh, that too is an open question. I've, I mean, I've heard that uh, hinted at, uh, but I would think that, uh, that the, the resolve to uh, get him to rethink his decision is the most likely outcome, and I think that would be voted on. And given everything I've heard, uh, I, I, I'd be surprised if that wouldn't receive a majority vote. I mean, anything can happen in the debate, of course. Uh, but uh, I've, I've not heard anybody, and I've spoken to quite a lot of people, uh, including people in the upper administration, I've not heard anybody who has come to the defense of the decision that was made. Uh, in this instance. Uh, that's that's not to say they've not come to the defense of the chancellor in his own person, um, but there's a distinction to be drawn between the decision and the person, and um, everybody I've spoken to across the board, and I think one sees this also in the range of people that have signed the, the, the letter, uh, people who otherwise would be hard put to agree on almost anything uh, seem to be agreed on this. Yeah, I'm quite amazed that the faculty are so united uh, and that they showed up in t with, you know, maybe even 400 people, I think, yeah. yesterday. Uh, there were like 30 pe people on each row and there were at least 10 rows, I think, uh, or 10 or 15 rows. And, and people were standing around on the sides. Um, on the petition, on the letter that you, you drafted, uh, can you talk about the process uh, you, you went through to, to include stuff? Uh, yes, uh, good question. There was, uh, you know, very quickly when the news broke on 
uh, when uh, Friday on Wednesday and Wednesday morning, uh, I'm on a number of listservs, as I'm sure most everybody else is. Uh, might not be the same listservs that I'm on, but uh, uh, you know, there was an expression of outrage, of concern. Uh, stories were floating left, right, and centre. It was not clear exactly what what was at issue, other than that an offer had been made, a contract had been signed. Uh, and an offer had been rescinded. I mean, that, that much was clear. And, um, you know, I, I engaged in the conversation, the online conversations of, of various sorts. I uh, read what people had to say. I uh, had some conversations with colleague, colleagues. And uh, when I went for a walk with my um, partner in the evening, as, as we do in summer evenings, it just struck me that um, that writing an open letter might be the best way to go uh, as a way of trying to, you know, and circulating that to see what kind of interest there would be in signing such a letter. So I, it actually surprised me how quickly the letter came out. I mean, I, I sat down and in 15 minutes I had a letter drafted. Uh, uh, you know, I tweaked it a little bit, but it, uh, it, it was more or less uh, formed in my mind. And having... Having done that on uh, Wednesday evening, uh, I then circulated it to a couple of people on Thursday morning and then put it uh, into this online petition form. Uh, and by 10 o'clock in the morning, was sending out notice to uh, various constituencies, I know uh, chairs of departments and so on and so forth, to ask them to, um, uh, to circulate to their faculty. And I got responses from you and others uh, you know, saying, can you tweak it here, can you tweak it there, and I tweaked one or two little things, but I thought, there are already people signing this, Let, let's leave it, at it as it is, and it took on a life of its own, and um, you could say that there's a signature for the last 30 hours, there's a signature every four minutes or so, which is quite extraordinary. Yeah, and it also got cited in the LA Times and in the uh, Register and other, you know, the press mentioned it right away, practically. Um, did you try to limit it to reinstatement or re uh, re uh, the offer being given again and not go beyond that, or was that deliberate? Yes, that indeed was deliberate. I, I, um, in, in writing the letter, I thought that the focus should be on the process and on the decision. Uh, I did not think, uh, certainly I had the authority uh, in, in my own voice uh, and, and in the attempt to voice the concerns of others. Uh, to go beyond that. So uh, I try to focus on what was known uh, from you know, what was being said, what, what was reasonable to infer uh, without inferring too much, uh, and to crystallize in a crisp and clear way um, what the at least initial principal issues were in relation to this judgment, or call it uh, misjudgment, I'm uh, you know what I'm now calling the disappointment, uh, right? The, uh, the appointment and the 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 unappointing or the disappointing, uh, which is also a disappointment for so many of us uh, with respect to the actual um, uh, candidacy of of uh, uh, the potential dean. At, at the meeting, uh, the Senate meeting, he, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Dr. Drake, seemed to imply that there was some problem of. Um, I guess of rank, I suppose it's more like, uh, or s what do you call that in in the military sense? If you uh, go over your step and uh, go beyond what your superiors want you to do, and you don't listen to orders, it seems like that he was implying that that was some of that. Yeah, I, yeah it was hard to know exactly what to make of uh, some of the statements, including the one 
to which uh, you, you refer, I mean, a kind of uh, insubordination kind of claim, right? Uh, that, uh, I mean, he, he clearly didn't want to force the decision on anybody else, even while not giving enough, not to leave one thinking, what kind of pressure did you uh, come under? Uh, you know, the, the obviously the regions have backed away from him. I mean, there have been a couple of statements from uh, regions, even the leadership of the, uh, of the Board of Regents, uh, you know, Donald Brenn has backed away. Uh, the only person who's, or, or people who've said nothing, are the um, the principal leadership of the University of California. There's been no statement I've seen from. Uh, I, I haven't looked on the UCOP website, but uh, as far as I know, there's been no statement from President Dines or from Provost um, Hume. Uh, you know, which itself is curious, uh, uh, not least because President Dines was so supportive of Chancellor Drake's uh, candidacy uh, when he was up for the chancellorship. Um, so one wonders about that. I mean, you know, where they stand in relation to all of this. And, uh, uh, you know, is Chancellor Drake trying to protect his superiors from uh, being embroiled in this mess? Uh, and is he, you know, uh, honorably taking the fall for what was a decision that was largely his, but not only his. Uh, it's hard to know. I mean, he's saying it, that's not the case, that it was his decision alone. So I guess one has to believe He says the buck stops here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, didn't, I don't know if I talked to anybody else. I mean, I talked to people, but I don't know if they really, who they are. Um, how about this? Uh, the, the other implication he gave, I think, was that, that um, Mr. Chernisky would... Uh, would still write stuff and not listen to him uh, about the focus of his writings or whatever. Well, here too, there's there's uh, multiple controversies, I think, sort of in, in in the claim. I mean, it's of course, as Chemerinsky himself uh, indicated, uh, you know, when one becomes a dean and one becomes a senior leader in an institution like a university, uh, the institutional position requires one to be careful about what one says and uh, how one represents. One, one is not only representing oneself, no one's also representing in a, in a very real way the, the institution and uh, he's right, there's something real about that. Um, Chancellor Drake was careful to note yesterday in the open meeting that he was not requiring him not to continue to write. Uh, he is a public voice, a public intellectual of, of uh, distinction and uh, but but he, he did convey at a certain point in the meeting, too, that among the things that had given him pause was the op-ed piece about uh, Alberto Gonzalez and Habeas Corpus, right, uh, with, with regard to uh, uh, death row uh, uh, appeals. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've, read the, I've read the op-ed piece. It there's nothing unreasonable in that piece. It's a position of a reasoned um, legal consideration. I mean, it's not quite a brief, but it's an op-ed piece. Uh, but it's a, a reasoned position. I mean, I'm sure conservatives, legal scholars disagree with him, but then that's why you write an op-ed piece, right, to get people to debate with you. Um, so, uh, you know, so with regard to that particular piece, I don't see the issue. Um, so it has to be another, you know, the, the issue has to be somewhat more formalistic. I asked you not to write these kinds of pieces, and you violated that, what I thought was a trust in getting you to agree that you'd be more cautious. Uh, 
Uh, Chemerinsky himself addressed us in the in the radio interview yesterday morning, uh, where he said that he was made the offer on the evening of August 16th, if I remember correctly, and the piece was already in press and 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 came out on the afternoon of August 16th. So so the timing seems to indicate that if that were the cause for Chancellor Drake's concern. Um, there, there's a kind of mistiming about it uh, and that it's unfortunate that that, among other things, but it seems to be a major consideration, um, that, 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 w- that would be the grounds. I just don't see that that could be nearly enough on its own or even in conjunction with a number of other little things like that um, that would give him pause in order to undo what everybody is regarding as a major appointment that would be of considerable benefit to the uh, to the institution. So I think a um, a to require of a potential dean anything more than that they um, that they be thoughtful about what they say, right? Because they are representing the institution, which of course anybody elevating into that position should know already. I mean, it's a given. Um, you know, uh, why would you be int- interested in the? You know, Stanley Fish has been a dean for many years, uh, and he's written all kinds of uh, controversial things, uh, and nobody seems to uh, complain. I mean, people take delight in reading it in order to be able to argue with him, right? So I, I just, you know, I just don't see the issue. I, I, I think this is, uh, if, if there is any truth in in these claims in relation to Chancellor Drake's concerns uh, in this regard, I, I really think it's misguided. I, th- I, th- I think that's a really unfortunate set of considerations, and I think he should rethink. Sharon yeah. Risky addressed some of this in his um, op-ed in the Los Angeles Times, and he said it's not McCarthyism because nobody was f- uh, lost their job. He still has a job. Well, he did lo- lose this job, but uh, <laughs> he still is Duke professor. But actually at Irvine, there were professors in the Vietnam War era who were actually let go because of their politics. And so that that was actually probably the maybe the worst, the worst uh, violation of uh, academic freedom uh, in, in our history here at UC Irvine. There were three professors, and I think at least one or two of them were tenured, and then one wasn't, but uh, they had to go. Uh, yeah, I, I just respond that the University of California generally does not have a terrific record uh, in this regard. When you think of, you know, uh, Governor Reagan firing, um, then Governor Reagan firing Angela Davis, who happily now is a professor at the University of California, uh, and, and others, obviously the uh, the free speech folks at uh, at Berkeley and so on and so forth. So I mean, there's a long uh, history of this. I was unaware of the of the Vietnam era, uh, UC Irvine considerations. Uh, and and of course it's you know it's not McCarthyism I, I think that's right but it it is uh, you know there's a larger concern that is beginning to emerge and that our colleagues across the system are beginning to uh, respond to I think courageously uh, regarding academic freedom and the and its curtailment uh, again I mean we need to be thoughtful about this in a variety of ways uh, but the, you know the 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 restraint under which people are placed by the likes of Campus Watch, uh, by the likes of, um, uh, you know, um, considerations having to do with criticism of Israel uh, and so on and so forth. These are very, very real things, and uh, 
people are losing jobs over them nationwide. I mean, not not at the University of California. Uh, yeah, the Ward Churchill case, the Finkelstein case. I mean, both of them are more complex than this. Uh, but more recently, uh, you know, the, obviously the um, uh, the Joseph Masood case at Columbia. More recently, the Nadia uh, Abu Al Hajj uh, case, which is which is I think of all of them. Maybe along with the Masood case, but but maybe even more so. Um, Nadia's case is 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 really the most distressing because she's a really really fine and careful uh, academician uh, with a stellar record of uh, academic um, uh, excellence. Uh, and to go after her, I think, is the height of hubris, quite frankly. Usually, do you th believe that is there is it one person going after, or is it a group? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's quite often a mix, right? I mean, it's a group who might instigate it or even an individual who might instigate it. And then either other individuals get involved or, or, or a group uh, gets involved. Uh, in the case of um, um, Al-Hajj at, uh, at uh, Barnard uh, and Columbia, uh, it, uh, it, it was a, a, a person who started an online petition um, gathering something like a 1,000 signatures uh, in order to say that her scholarship was shoddy, uh, I, w I warrant to guess that 99% of those thousand folks have not read her scholarship other than to be told that somehow she was attacking uh, is Israeli uh, archaeology, right? Uh, uh, it would surprise me if people uh, had, had largely read her work at all, because if they had, they would realize how very, very careful she is, right? having read her work. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, very often this is the case. I mean, if one reads the like of, um, you know, um, of, of David Horowitz's work, I mean, if you look at the 101 professors or the 100 professor book or whatever it's called, uh, the, the scholarship in that, if one can warrant to call it scholarship, uh, and I, I hesitate to do it, that is so shoddy uh, and, and, and so shot through with error uh, and, you know, the likes of, of uh, other, um, you know, strident right-wing um, uh, critics uh, like, uh, for instance, um, uh, Dinesh D'Souza uh, are demonstrably uh, pitiful as, as pieces of scholarship. I mean, quoting half sentences in order to be able to uh, represent uh, or misrepresent people's work, uh, you know, intentionally. I think is 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 just terrible scholarship, and uh, and and these are the people who are as you know driving groups in order to uh, uh, in in order to c tell the rights of uh, uh, of of what otherwise are, are good scholars. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of a statement by uh, a candidate for the dean of humanities here. Um, in comment, she was asked to comment on the Ward Churchill case during an open forum. And uh, she she said, I think, with uh, with considerable uh, honesty, but also and courage, uh, um, but also she was she was exactly on the money. If folks want to find something wrong with anybody's work, they will find it. Uh, that was uh, David Theo Goldberg, who is the drafter of a letter that's circulating online. You can find that link to the petition online to ask uh, Chancellor Drake to rehire Chemerinsky uh, on the KUCI Subversity website.
at KUCI.org slash tilde, D-T-S-A-N-G. Uh, thank you for listening. We had um, Elizabeth Loftus also on the program. And uh, we're tracking down a rumor that uh, Professor, uh, that Chancellor Drake is now meeting or is about to meet, has flown out to North Carolina um, to talk, uh, begin negotiations. And that's just an unconfirmed report. This is Dan Zhang signing off for Subversity.